Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chris Mannix joins us from on the Harbor One Hotline from uh, Sports Illustrated, NBC Sports, and a ton of other jobs. Guy's got more jobs than it's all over the place. All right, Mannix, I don't like the move of bringing up Brad Stevens. I think they should have cleaned house. They should have gone after a Presti or a McDonough. What do you say? Uh, I was all in on Sam Presti, you know, being the the new GM, and that's largely because I believe they had a very, very good shot at him. Um, you know, Sam, as we all know by now, you know, from Concord, Mass, went to school at Emerson, uh, views the Celtics in some ways, I think, as his dream job. And, you know, to not really kick the tires on that, I thought that was, uh, that was a mistake. I thought they, you know, keep, you know, I don't know what Brad, how Brad felt about being the, uh, you know, being the head coach full time after this, but I, I think he needed, I think they needed to at least try for Sam Presti. Chris, how do you think the long term futures play out for Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens? And why I ask is my co host, Gary Tangway, thinks that. Brad Stevens will be gone within a year in the Celtics front office, and I know uh, you. Yeah, that's, that's that's this is like I, I, this is a Tangway hot take. I can't. I spent like you know, like if Brad Stevens is gone, Tangway will play the audio like over and over again. He'll call me giggling like he did yep. when the New Orleans reporters asked Alvin Gentry about Anthony Davis. Like you, you're like a schoolgirl Tangway when it comes to these hot takes. Man, Mannix, you miss me so much. <laughs> So is that to say you believe Brad Stevens and the Celtics are in this for the long term, this relationship with him running the team? Yeah, I, I don't see it, you know, I don't see it being over quickly. I mean, you know, Brad Stevens, first, one thing about Brad Stevens is that I don't know if his passion for coaching had diminished. I think it probably did. But I do know he loves living in this area. Um, you know, his kids are, are entrenched in school here. His family overall loves it. And I think he wants to take a pretty big swing at this job. And, and that requires three or four years. Now, will that will, I don't think Brad's done coaching. I, I do, you know, he's only what, his mid 40s at this point. I don't think he's done 
uh, with coaching. So how will that manifest itself? Will he wind up coaching the Celtics again? That's possible, I think. Will he wind up coaching somewhere else? Also possible, but I don't think it's a one-year type of situation. I think it's three or four years as he tries to build this thing out around Tatum and Brown. And you were the first one that I saw kind of pose the idea that Danny Ainge will be back in the NBA sooner rather than later. Do you believe that to be the case? Do you have some sourcing on that, or is that just pure gut? Yeah, it's a little bit of both, I think. I mean, there is some dot connecting with Utah and Ryan Smith, the owner out there, but but Danny, yeah, this is just what Danny does. Like he says, I don't really want to work very hard. And I would, but he's, he's a guy with a strong passion, strong competitiveness for doing that job. So would he like to take on some kind of presidential role where there's a strong GM underneath him? I think that's probably the most likely scenario um, if he takes over a team. I, I can see him sooner back in some kind of advisory role in, uh, in a certain situation, maybe not this year, but uh, certainly uh, next year. Uh, I, I, this, it's just really hard to believe that Danny Ainge is done. And I, I, as I've said and written, I do think Utah, where you know there could be changes there at some point um, with the new owner, uh, I think that's a, a pretty clear landing spot. Okay, so who's going to be the new head coach? Who should be the new head coach? Well, it's hard to kind of project out because there's no sort of Brad Stevens coaching tree that we're kind of looking at. I mean, it's not going to be one of his current assistants, which is no knock on any of them. You know, I think Jalen Arnega is going to be an excellent future head coach. Scott Morrison is great. Jerome Allen is great. But I think there's a sense within the organization that there's a need for a new voice. And Brad kind of even alluded to it in some ways uh, during that press conference. So I think to look external – I think they look at an ex-player um, who would represent, again, something different from Brad Stevens. Uh, I have heard the name a couple of times now, Ime Udoka, who is the assistant coach with the Brooklyn Nets, a, a fast-rising star, guys, in the coaching ranks. I mean, he came out of the San Antonio system. He worked under Brett Brown in Philadelphia, and he's been on Steve Nash's staff in Brooklyn all season. I mean, he is excellent. He played in the NBA for a number of years and is really widely regarded, highly regarded across the NBA. After that, you can go into Darvin Ham with Milwaukee, who's going to get a head coaching job sooner than later as well. It's not the ex-player, but I tell you, I thought Steve Clifford was an interesting name you know, out there on the market. Steve's got New England ties as well and worked really well with Kemba Walker when he was in Charlotte. And he's, a, like Brad, a, a very, very good defensive mind. So, I think that's maybe an outside candidate, but uh, I do get a feeling they're going to go at the kind of ex-player route. A uh, little-known fact here, Chris Mannix, which I know yeah. you'll enjoy. Steve Clifford uh, was uh, the top player at the University of Maine of Farmington. He was a Farmington Beaver. I had a chance to watch him in person my younger days in Maine. The Farmington now, Beavers. If he, winds, if he winds up with the coaching job, Tangway, you could you know bring it up at your, his first press conference. You he's ar- front, he, front and center talking about your experiences with he, him. He's already a Tangway fan. I already did. Go ahead. Uh, we need a couple out there to help us with the ratings on these Sunday mornings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we brought up a topic earlier. We were talking about Jason Tatum. And other than Tangway hot takes about blowing it up and trading Tatum, I think we all believe Tatum is, you know, the pillar upon which the rest of this team will be built moving Wait, forward. Is that, is, that a, is that a Tangway hot take? Is well, that a, no. I, I, what I, what oh, I, yeah, he said blow it up, including Tatum. Okay. I was having a moment, okay? <laughs> now hear me out, Mannix. All right, just hear me out for a minute because I do want your <laughs> thoughts on Tatum. <laughs> Because is this guy going to be, is he going to be a championship caliber player or is he Carmelo Anthony? After the Philadelphia game 100 years ago, 
which these people who hate me on Twitter keep retweeting. After the Philadelphia loss during the regular season when nobody showed up, I said, blow it up and trade them all. I hate them. You know, but I understand you got to keep Tatum. I understand it. I worry that he leaves in two years or shoots his way out of town in three or four years or whatever. Um, can he be the guy? I don't know. I mean, he can score 60 points, but, you know, Carmelo Anthony used to be able to do that, and he hasn't won anything. Well, two things on Carmelo. One, Carmelo was, like, more the analog player at a digital age, you know, in, in his prime years because he was shooting mid-range jump shots as the league was gravitating towards the three-point line. He was refusing to play power forward when he was clearly better suited uh, for that. But you can certainly make an argument that Carmelo, if he had better players around him, which he didn't except for one season in Denver, it didn't at any point in time in New York, uh, you know, he would have been more successful as a team player. But Tatum is a lot different than Carmelo was at this stage of his career. Tatum is a three-point bombing, off-the-dribble attack. I mean, he's, uh, you know, Carmelo is a, is, a, is a tremendous Hall of Fame-level scorer, but Tatum, I think, is showing signs that he is going to be a more diverse player than Carmelo ever was. Now, he's He's, he's a tentpole guy. Like he's, I think he's going to be in the MVP candidate mix as early as next season. And I think he's going to be in the scoring title mix as early as next season uh, as well. So I, 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 the way this guy keeps improving, um, th- there's almost nobody in the league I'd give up in a straight swap for Jason Tatum. So with that being said, what is his relationship with Brad Stevens now that Brad Stevens is the GM president of basketball operations? And does Tatum get a say in the head coaching hire? Well, I, I think Tatum wants to say, no matter what he says publicly. Really? Um, huh. Yeah, I mean, look, but all star players do. I mean, they, you know, they, when you get to a certain level, Tatum's going to start his max deal next season. Um, I think he wants some influence over that process. But again, that's not unusual uh, for, for that to happen. What's, what's important is for Brad Stevens not to necessarily listen to what the player wants. You've got to make this decision uh, on your own. So you basically use the players as a resource, but ultimately you make the call. I mean, I think think Tatum would love a guy like Udoka. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think Tatum would love a guy, frankly, Mike D'Antoni. I mean, think of how many points Tatum would put up in a Mike D'Antoni system. Uh, It would be be quite the the offensive explosion with that group. But, uh, yeah, I don't don't think he's looking at it like I need to have my say. Like, he's not going to do what Damian Lillard just did, which was back the Blazers all the way against the wall by saying, like, Jason Kidd or bust. Uh, but I think Tatum's going to have his voice heard, and Brad Stevens is savvy enough to to take that uh, under advisement. Uh, can the Celtics get Lillard? I, you know, it's it's a good question. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I do think the Blazers and Lillard are reaching kind of a breaking point. Um, you know, that you know he had that Instagram post right after the loss that seemed to suggest that he's getting really frustrated with the outcomes of these playoff series. Uh, he wants Jason Kidd there. He wants to be in Portland. He's always said that, but there's definitely a league-wide sense that that team had plateaued. Like that, there's really not a lot of room they could go. Like, yeah, they could get Zach Collins back next year, and maybe you can trade CJ McCollum for things that work. But you know, Lillard's going to be 31 next season, and if you're going to trade him, now is the time because that contract gets really onerous as it gets toward the back end of his years. He's in like the 50 million per season range on that, uh, that max deal. So if you're looking to maximize your revenue, you got to look around, trade him. And Boston's as they always are, are in a good position because of the young talent, because you could put Jalen Brown as the centerpiece of a deal that would include all the young guys on your roster, plus uh, future draft picks as well. 
So I, I think it's I think it's possible if if Portland shops him, Boston's going to be in a good position because I look around and you know Bradley Beal is not going to go to Portland because he's not going to resign there. Um, you've got to get guys to Portland that are on long term contracts, and Jalen Brown is one of those young guys, twenty four years old, that would fit that bill. All right, Maddox, thanks for coming on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.